morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. Lord Jesus, we just come before you today with expectant hearts. We come before you with praise and joyful thanksgiving, Lord. In your name we pray.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry. And I humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Christ. Have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways, the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Lord be with you. Let's pray together our collect. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that having this hope we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Children, come forward. Bishop, Bishop. Kids. Praise be to God. Are you getting prayed for? Since you're up here with us, you can help me pray. Okay. Let's just lay our hands on these children. In Jesus' name, we bless. Those, Lord, that you're raising up, like me, Lord, that we might grow up to be mighty, strong warriors in your kingdom, in Jesus' name, amen. This morning's first reading comes from the first book of Kings, chapter 17, commencing at verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for our psalm. 
This morning's psalm is Psalm 71. We will begin at verse 6. We'll read it responsively by the asterisk. By you I've been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My grace shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many. But you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise. And with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me. And those who lie in wait for my life take a counsel together. Saying, God has forsaken him. O oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually. I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O oh God, do not forsake me. Until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. For it be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our second reading this morning is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 24, commencing. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly await for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, God. Please stand for the reading of our gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 12, beginning at verse 38. Then Jesus said to them in his teaching, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, 
love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be the Lord Christ. My computer broke, so I, uh, I hand wrote my notes. Should be interesting. First, we gotta find, there they are. Well, praise be to God. The first story today is about Elijah. And Elijah's quite a, uh, Interesting fellow, anyway. He's a real scoundrel in many respects, but he's one of the most famous uh, people in in the Bible. And this is one of the most told stories uh, about Elijah. And uh, the first part of the story is all about uh, him showing up. Middle of the story is he asked this lady to do something that's uh, basically going to require a miracle. And then the third part is the the lesson learned as she completes the task that she is given. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise to go. Thanks. As you all know, my back's been killing me, so I, uh, I'm going to sit down today as we go through this. Thanks. Right. See, I've commanded the widow there to provide for you. How many of you think that this story uh, is uh, a fable? Well, that's good. Well trained. <laughs> and, and the reason I ask is that a large part of Christendom nowadays uh, believes that it's a fable. Probably didn't really happen. It's just a story. Uh, and you know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter whether it is a fable or a story. What matters is that the people of God 
believe that God is a miracle-working God. And so what's important to believe is that he could do this. Now, I personally, as I already said, believe that uh, he did do it. And in some respect, this carried on as a uh, story of God's provision in our lives. But it's really, really, really important if you're going to live a full Christian life that you believe that he's a miracle-working God. The second thing that I want you to see from this story is that uh, he's no respecter of persons. Who was this lady? Well, she must have been somewhat special, Chris, because she got in the Bible and I didn't. But uh, I think the whole point of the story is that she's just, us. She's a lady who found herself in a really, really tough situation where despair is right on her lips. We know that because her testimony is that her intention is to make a little cake, uh, bread thing for her and her son. They're going to eat it, kind of like maybe that's where the tradition of the the last summer supper comes from before you're uh, executed. <laughs> I don't think so. But, but this is their intent. This is all that uh, at the moment she can see for the future of her and her son. But then this man comes into her life who, in every respect, there's nothing here uh, to indicate he was anything more than just normal and ordinary. And uh, But he has an extraordinary uh, countenance. He has an extraordinary presence about him in that, in the midst of this famine, he has no concern for it. So he knows something that she doesn't know. And I'm just wondering if he knows something that you don't know. Something that I desperately want you to know. The scripture teaches, believe the prophet, and you get the prophet's reward. So here's your assignment today when you go home. Sam will probably do this in home group, but just find that scripture. And then memorize it. You believe the prophet, and you receive the prophet's reward. Now, the prophetic is a large aspect of the authority of God. But what we're really asking you to do is to believe in the authority of God. 
Well, why would you say that, Bishop? Because who gave her this word to obey? He already established who he is. He's nobody. He's an ordinary guy. But it does distinguish him in that she somehow identified him as a man in authority with a prophetic word from God. So the first thing that happens, or doesn't happen, is the Lord speaks to him, and he obeys. All right. So he says, arise, go, dwell there. I've commanded a widow, a widow there to provide for you. So he rose, and he goes, and he comes to the gates of the city, and indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her, and he said, Oh, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And that's when she divulges. As the Lord your God lives, I don't have bread. I have a handful of flour in the bin, little oil in the jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah... He doesn't probably know yet how it all is going to roll out, but what he does know is that if you hear and you obey, you'll succeed. And so he heard, and he obeyed, and he did what the Lord told him to do, and he runs smack dab in this woman who's in a probably much worse situation than his. Believe the prophet and receive the prophet's reward. Also the Lord taught, give it, it shall be given unto you. Right? Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago, how that works, the picture he's describing there. And I always use the cereal box. (laughs) You open a new cereal box, there's nothing in it. (coughs) Way down at the bottom, there's the cereal. It all shakes and filters, and it seems to go away. But he uses the same example, except he said, but it doesn't. You can shake it, do whatever you want to do with it, but it's going to overflow. You can't contain the blessings of God. Did you hear me? You can't contain the blessings of God.
given, it shall be given unto you. The whole kingdom world is real. And it operates on legitimate, godly, lawful principles. And so here in the Old Testament story, just as in the gospel lesson, we have two situations where you can believe that God is in the midst of it. God can do whatever he wants to do. The peculiar nature of the uh, the last story is that you have these three or four, however many there were, uh, parading through, and they have the fine linen garments on that distinguish them from all the others. To who? To who? Who did Jesus sing? (laughs) Oh, he saw them, but he saw right through them. He saw right through them. And his concern and his desire, the one whom he wished to help and reward, wasn't them. Right? Beware the scribe. They go around the long roads and they love greeting in the marketplaces. The best seats, the best places, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. What they will receive is greater condemnation. It says he called his disciples to himself, and he said to them, this is a uh, emphasis that something important is about to be revealed. Assuredly, he said, assuredly, This poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Now, if the first story is true, what we learn from the gospel is that Jesus notices. Jesus is keeping track. Jesus is completely cooperating with you as you allow him. Fortunately, we're not the best at cooperating with him. At least I'm not. I'm probably the only one here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sometimes I struggle. I have uh, trouble cooperating. I'm trying to do something in my own strength. Or I got this. I got this. I got this. 
or I, I'm, I'm so dull that I don't notice, or perhaps I'm so selfish that I don't really care about you. I, what's most important is about me and what I have to say or what I need. Terrible thing to say. <clears throat> but I would say probably a fairly honest appraisal. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury. That's where he stationed himself. And saw how the people put money into the treasury. Remember, he said, <clears throat> there's a connection between the heart and our treasure. And so I wondered as I read this gospel, I'm just being honest with myself. And you? How often do I notice the needs of others? How often is that my concern compared to how often I'm concerned about my needs? And actually, that's a gross over-exaggeration because I don't have many needs. And all my dear friends, you don't either. <laughs> but he's certainly true when he says he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. Now, the reality is that we're possessed on occasion over our wants. And that's, I don't want to say that's good or bad. It's very normal. But in the Christian life, what is it that we're fighting for? I would say in my Christian life, that the reason we have scriptures like this is that I might meditate on them and I might realign what it is I'm fighting for to make sure I'm fighting for you. And that I'm praying less for myself and my wants and more for you and your needs. That's the Christian life. It's funny, too, because I don't know about you, but I'm not often thrilled with homeless people. They have a lot of issues. And I think that I could 
probably get away saying they often bug me. And I know they bug you too. But all that tends to do is increase the opportunity for us to wade through the muddy water and deal with the issues that are underlying in there. Now, you can go for it. We have examples in our lives. Phil uh, Johnson and Kelly, boy, they have a heart. They have a heart. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. I imagine when you read something like the uh, Mark text, that uh, you're more comfortable with it, Phil, than I am. You certainly ought to be because you're doing so much in your outreach to help others. It says, God to supply every need. I'm thinking about the diversity. I I guess I owe you five bucks because I'm using your name so much, Phil. But, but from, you know... Going to bat for these kids and and trying to get scholarships and to uh, to standing out here after you've taught all day and and distributing food to families that are in need uh, that's fulfilling our highest calling. That's fulfilling our highest calling. So what I want to do is I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you to pray every day for those less fortunate than you. And in that prayer, ask the Lord to bring people your way. You know, I believe that we all have uh, specialties uh, that some may be, you know, the the distribution of food. Others might be helping people unravel difficult emotional or spiritual problems. But whatever it is, find it and do it. That's all. And try and get up every day and make your day less of you and more of others. You know, we... 
champion our model or being a model of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our example of how we're to, to live. And the Hebrews text sets a high, high pace, a high standard for by all accounts. And it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ, knowing this, was offered his instigation and his insistence once to bear the sins of many A better truth would be all. To those who eagerly wait for him, he'll appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Not his. But ours. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful, Lord, to be in a relationship with the living God through Jesus Christ who came not, Lord, for himself, but for all mankind. Who, Lord, took upon him the sins of the whole world and offered himself the sacrifice and lifted upon him the burdens and the pain So, Heavenly Father, we pray that each and every day you'll just instill in us as we open our eyes to see the first flash of light. Just instill in us, Lord, that the light is Him. He was the light of the world. He is the only light of the world. And he will always be. Amen. Please rise. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church, and we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons, and faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. There may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake, that our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, that they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, that light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. We also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church, and give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, now and forever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with peace. All right, well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Uh, men's retreat is this week. So uh, all you men out there, I look forward to seeing you out at uh, the Embassy Suites there in Palm Desert. I know uh, the Holy Spirit always meets us out there. And if you come ready and willing to receive a word from the Lord, you'll get it. 
Um, even if you come like that woman today who wasn't quite ready to receive it, but just, just come expecting God to move in your life, expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Uh, amen? Amen. All right. Uh, we also have a, a couple of other smaller announcements. There's a, a mission offering going on this month. Going on this month. What we have done because of the uh, abundance of ruckus is uh, we're making it a whole month. Any Sunday, you don't have your checkbook today, you can continue uh, coming, but uh, it, it's uh, for missions. And God knows we have a, a great need for, uh, for them. So be generous, and God will be generous with you. I, I can absolutely guarantee you. It's a foolish attempt to outgive God. <laughs> Amen. Do it. All right. And uh, later this month, we will have our men's meeting the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, the Wednesday night, we'll have it here at church. But I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about that more out at our men's retreat. So uh, God bless you all. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, but do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
Praise be to God. This is the table of the Lord. And the Lord invites you. It's His will that those who want Him should meet Him right here. So you come this morning. Whatever needs you have, whatever wants, you come and you bring them here. And you participate in the Lord's special anointing. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death. He's called us to a glory, glorious life that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we'll proclaim your mighty works, for you've called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. So with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in their unending hymn of praise. your holy indeed the fount of all holiness let your holy spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy so they may become for us the body and blood of our lord jesus christ before he's given up to death a death he freely accepted he took bread and gave you thanks he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and he said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me.
And so we proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died, Christ Christ is risen, and Christ Christ will will come come again. again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy. And especially, Lord, remember those who are sick or infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. We remember this day, Colleen, Susan, and Carl, and Serena, and Naomi, and Sonia, and Sandra, and Tammy, and Karen, and Maria, Kyla, Jean, Mario, Patrick, and Romano, Laura, Robert, the Lynn family, the Mountain family, Giovanni's family, the Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed services. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs, and all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. We have courage to pray. Our Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover sacrifice for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who were called to the Supper of the Lamb.
every day. Remember? You say yes to Jesus every day. You wake up. Second you see light, you say yes. Yes to Jesus. In Thanksgiving we pray, Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. As you go out from this place, remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world. Reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. And he loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen. Thanks be to God. You will be-